been an old saying that goes, you can't teach a no dog new tricks. Yet with the way things are evolving, especially in certain industries like ours, it's becoming more apparent that this stigma needs just needs to be erased. And MVP and I are not that old, but the way this industry we're in, well, the way it evolves. Well, let's, get, it, let's get one thing straight. We're not that old in numbers. In numbers. Uh, but, but physically, I think we're pushing 67. If that man, like, I think I retired twice because of all this, <laughs> like, especially in the industry we're in, it's so taxing and it's, and it evolves and adapts so fast. It's like dog gears. I, I mean, I may look like I'm, I don't know, 20 something, 30 something, but factor in the dog gears and all that stuff. I'm probably, yeah, probably pushing 60, maybe 80. <laughs> and then let's not, let's factor in like all the, the bends and twists that I got to do or lack thereof so i'm probably got like the body of a 90 year old <laughs> yeah see I'm, I'm the exact opposite uh you know I, i'm younger than you are not by much but i am but most people when they meet me say i'm around the age of 50 and that hurts <laughs> that, that does hurt <laughs> Fuck you guys, man. <laughs> right. but uh, with that said right um, learning is like one of the biggest things that we have to keep going and we've said this in so many episodes like the day you stop learning is the day you go brain dead and for industries like this and especially the way the world's looking like you can't afford to just take a break and stop learning like retirement it's it seemed less and less like something you just leisurely take right like unless you set yourself up like super well you got to constantly have that little uh safety net just in case right like have some skill sets going have some kind of hobbies or go back to school you know just to kind of keep your brain sharp because you never know when things are just going to evolve past you and now you're obsolete or something drastic happens and you have to find yourself back in the work. You know what I mean? That's very interesting. You say that, um, what, what I've noticed a lot of people are doing is they're taking the skill sets they learned from while they were in their career. Right. They've since retired, but then they open up a consulting firm and you know, they, they do that when they want, um, you know, and they can, they go consulting in the, in the field that they, they just came out of, right. Uh, learn 40 years worth of information. Uh, and you say, well, you know, I, I don't want to work, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week anymore. Um, but I still enjoyed what I was doing. So let me do this on my time, you know, and that's, that's, you know, learning those skills and taking those, um, to the next level when you just said that that you know thinking about that next step um that that's that's what jogged my memory on that and you're absolutely right and i envy individuals like that because that's something i would love to do i'm maybe not consulting but just something along the lines where like here's a skill set that i have and then i can mold this somehow into a part-time job or a job that pays well enough where like it's a it's it's relaxed enough for it to feel like a hobby, but it, it pays well enough to feel like a full-time job, if, if that makes any sort of sense. And that's kind of the reason why a lot of individuals are going back to school is they want to be able to either enhance a skill set or learn a new set of skills. So like 
they can maintain some kind of efficiency in their life, whether it be to uh, advance in a career or re- totally just reinvent themselves or build on stuff that they've been pushing to the back for some time now. Like, or, uh, or, or just to say, I can do it and I did it, you know? Yes, yes, exactly that. Like, uh, there's some individuals right now who they've decided to, I don't know, major in music theory. I didn't, and that was like so far away from what they used to do. But, you know, like I had a guitar at some point in time in my life or I had a set of drums at some time in my life. I never really got serious in it. Let's get serious. And then um, nowadays with with, pen, with the pandemic, like uh, reinventing or restructuring people's jobs, a lot of individuals had to relearn uh, how to be effective in their in their line of work or they had to change jobs and into and move into places they knew absolutely nothing about uh like uh aircraft mechanics having to learn how to do finances because that's the only thing that was open and available at the time or individuals who cut hair for instance now they have to move transition to something that pays more because nobody wanted to get a haircut or people couldn't get a haircut uh, in the times when things were shut down and this kind of poking fun at us, especially because though our dog year age going back to school, I feel exactly like that movie, Billy Madison, where I'm, I'm this freaking 30 something, 40 something plus year old person with a freaking backpack and a, and a lunch pail taking myself back into school. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a full grown adult. Uh, with with snack packs and and a drive to learn the only the only thing i do have that's similar is the uh the same uh age for mentality you know i'm so i'm still got 16 year old humor <laughs> yes and and that can be pretty daunting too and i want to say like one of our patrons matter of fact he started out as an amp like late late in his livelihood i think he was like in his late 30s mid 40s when he just you know it's like you know what i want a career change i'm gonna go into aviation and he got his amp license at a very late age i can only imagine how daunting that could be especially for individuals where like there's this big stigma again like you can't teach an old dog new tricks or you feel like the billy madison in a kindergarten freaking a classroom like i'm like the only adult in this room full of kids what the hell or like you just feel so out of place because you're like the, the next closest person to your age is like 15 plus years younger than you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was off-putting to me too as well. Like when I uh, first went back to school, this was like two, three years ago. And I've been out of school for like 14 plus years already. And that was exactly the classroom I was in. I was like the oldest person in this classroom and the next closest person to me was 14 years younger than me. I'm like, what is going on right now? But they they were nice enough. They, they didn't have enough um, experience underneath their belt to really talk shit. Other than I can do more cake stands than you. I'm like, cool story, bro. Like I'm happy for you, <laughs> but it, it does uh, add to that stigma of like wanting to go back into school, especially when you're more elderly individual, like beyond 45, like it just, it just feels so out of place. Like, what am I going to learn or uh, how likely am I to pick all this stuff up? You know what I mean? Like uh, 
You yeah, know, there's definitely a nervous factor. Maybe you have a willingness and a wanting to learn, but you know, you're kind of your own worst enemy, right? You get in your own head and you say, well, but God, I'm going to be, I've been out of school so long and what's changed since I've been out of school. I'm going to be competing with kids who, who are, who are, you know, young enough to be my kids and, and how am I going to thrive and survive in that environment? Right. But, but at the end of the day, none of that matters. You're all, you're just in your own head. You just put your, put your, head down grit your teeth and bear through it yeah and and i and i felt that way myself too because uh let's face it i wasn't a fantastic student in high school or any grade and math was like definitely not one of my stronger suits and then here we go like intro to calculus or intro to statistics or some high level math like that involves letters numbers and making squiggly lines out of straight lines i'm like what the heck is all of this shit you know like the teacher is, is speaking in ones and zeros and it just sounds like a computer like crashing and or like the matrix scroll screen i'm like what the hell is this guy talking about <laughs> i have no idea yeah, i get the i get the error 404 yes <laughs> the blue screen of death that's what yeah. i get yes and then again going back into your own head you start feeling like skeptical of your ability to absorb all this stuff especially because matt like you one of your general requirements or one of your classes involves subjects that you just weren't strong in. But that kind of goes into like um, you were saying, just putting your head down and just, you know, accepting that you don't know and you're right. just being willing to learn all this. Well, and what's also difficult um, in going back to school is, you know, you've been out in the, your career for a while. You've been out in the world. You've kind of seen and experienced some things. And you said, Hey, I, I have a general or a genuine interest in this particular subject, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you say, yeah, I want to go learn about that. So then you, you go and sign up for school and, and get a, you know, focused on a, get a, uh, get your, uh, what do they call those? Your, your lesson plans all, all organized. And you say, okay, I'm going to learn about nuclear fission. And, and your first class you sign up for is, uh, the theory of, of, you know, uh, like physics, <laughs> physics or, or quantum theory, or, or let's just say it's not even that high level. Oh, this one is uh, language arts. Why do I have to take this? I want to learn about nuclear fission. I took language arts in high school. I'm here to learn about nuclear fission and quantum theory. Yeah, but this is a prerequisite to that. So in those courses, like, it can be difficult because it's something you're not interested in. It's hard to stay focused. Um, you know, you sit there and you're kind of that, you just got that glazed over look. Um, now, now while maybe you have a pretty solid understanding of language arts in this scenario, but you might actually learn something new. If you just, if you just focus on what the instructor is saying or what the video is saying or what you are reading, uh, if you have to, hey, pause. I, you, I I heard you say this last thing, but I wasn't focused on that. Can you can you explain that in a different way to where that'll make sense? Like, do what you have to do to stay engaged. Yep. Um, you know, it, it's 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 the only thing that's really gonna really gonna help you because I got to tell you, I am the worst when I am reading or in a meeting about something that I could care less about. I have to like like active listening, right? 
mm-hmm. use utilize that active listening skill um pay attention to who's speaking and what they're saying you know um i think i think it's called there's a strategy to this and it's called uh it's called unfold and untold and unfold or something like that anyways it's it's basically where you you you're talking to me and i hear what you say kind of like this conversation we're having right i'm listening to what you're saying and that jars a question out of me or a comment out of me and i respond in kind and that how that's how that keeps it going right that active communication if you got a ben stein professor up there talking about okay today in the theory of relativity we're going to discuss how particles move through a wave that kind of stuff like kill me (laughs) you know like it's just uh, that's the uh that's it's it's going to be hard to focus on that but if you say okay to how particles move through a wave which particles uh you know yes and, and and what wave and where is the wave i don't see a wave stuff like that like if you that's how i learn i have to i have to stay engaged and and i could maybe be asking questions that are obvious to everyone else in the room and not obvious to me and everybody might be going should you really be here you know um which is age discrimination in some cases uh you know but um but you know should you really be here like we all you should have learned that in in 11th grade and we're in grad school why are you asking that question but probably nine times out of 10, you're going to find that there's a handful of other people in the room going, I don't understand. And I wish somebody else would ask a question because I'm, I'm too afraid to. Yeah. For the same it. reason. Well, I used to be that way, but I can tell you, I can tell you now at this point in my life, I don't care. Hey, I got a question real quick. Oh, dummy. This means this. Cool. Thanks. Right. You know, or some, or sometimes, uh, now that you mention it, they don't know how to frame the question. Like, they know what they want to ask. It just, how, how do I ask it in such a way that the person I'm asking understands what I'm trying to say? You know what I mean? Yeah. So with that is, you know, uh, everybody harps on communication as being key. You know, as we're going back to learning, you know, and, and you're, we were just talking about sitting here listening to your professor, communication, communication, communication. We hear that in our daily lives. We hear that in our, our professional, our, our work lives. We hear that everywhere we go. Communication is key. And that's the only way this gets done. But what's just as is necessary, if not more necessary, than effective communication is effective listening, like your listening skills. Yes. And I remember that was actually something they talked, they mentioned in one of my classes. It was actually a 100 freshman level class. I believe it was called rhetoric is the, is the name of the class or classical rhetoric or something like that. It was one Wasn't of those. was the name of Vin Diesel in that one movie? Classic rhetoric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it was Chronicles of Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> Imagine that, right? Classical rhetoric. Uh, rhetoric and it's like freaking Riddick but he's like has a book open and he's just like uh, talking in prose (laughs) (laughs) I took the Chronicles of Riddick class you what you what (laughs) (laughs) like you learn you learned about Furion and freaking uh, glazing your eyes so you can see in the dark you learned that that Furions are defiant to the end wow (laughs) (laughs) you found out a pack of mental cools doesn't get you night vision (laughs) 
Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Enjoy the lung cancer. <laughs> and so, but like, that was one thing that like, uh, I mentioned. And, and when you said like, why do I have to take this class? That was like hitting me to home, like to the core. Cause uh, when I started class, I was fortunate enough to start taking high sophomore, mid junior level classes, but I still had to take this one like entry level class. I was like, why the hell do I got to take this? It's freaking classical rhetoric. Or I think that's the name of the class. I could be wrong. But anyways, it's like, why am I taking this? And it's like, well, it's a general rec. It's going to help you understand a lot of the language art stuff. Like, whatever, I guess I'll take it. It was like three credits. So it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. But going through that class and understanding, like, it, like you were saying, with communication, how lines of communication happen, when's the most effective way to say things. Like... There was so much stuff like I didn't know went into rhetoric. I was like, I was mind blown. Like, oh my God, like this is freaking some epic shit. Like I didn't expect to get this from a freshman level class. And then taking that made me understand like, this is why they give it to you. It's not, well, I guess some colleges, you know, they just say like, whatever, we've, we just load you with classes. Then we can get our money's worth out of you. But yeah, or we do this. We have to have this many classes so we can stay accredited. Yeah, an accredited university or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks a lot. And um, some do that, but some lessons plans, or at least from your guidance counselor, they make you take this classes because, like, this actually leads up to your actual major, like with this classical rhetoric stuff. I'm like, why the hell am I taking this? And then you go into foundation building, right? Yes, exactly. And then so you go into like your majors, and this you would be amazed how much of this stuff actually applies. And then you use this stuff at work. I'm like, oh my God, like it makes so much more sense. Like, why isn't everybody taking this, right? You get that, that high of understand, having a higher sense of learning. And you start wondering like, why isn't everybody aware of this kind of shit? Like we should all be taking this or this should all be like intro level stuff that you need to come into the workplace or to at least be an effective uh, asset to whatever your institution is. And, and then that's kind of like, uh, what brings us to like uh, the being uh, proficient in your job or or um, like reinventing yourself? Like you got to sometimes just humble down. Like you know what I'm. I don't know everything or I don't know enough, but I'm willing to absorb what I can so I can you or maximize what I actually do have to the best of my abilities of whatever situation I'm trying to fit myself into. So I was but, listening to to what you just said. I think therein lies one of the benefits of being the old dog trying to learn new tricks with your rhetoric course. You say, why do I need this? Why do I learn this? But you actually end up learning something pretty valuable because you have work experience and life experience, you know, going into that. And you can, you, you can see where it could have been applied in your past and now where you can apply it moving forward. But that same class to an 18 year old, right out of high school, they're a freshman in college. They're not going to care about that, right? Their their brain's not fully developed. The frontal lobe isn't fully developed yet. They're not going to get the same out of that class. To them, that class is a filler class to get them to graduation. Um, But you, having that experience, you actually were able to pick up and learn a lot from a freshman level class. So I think that's where Sometimes, yes, it's, it's difficult just because when you, you know, you got your whole life built around 
your work schedule, your family, your personal, your any, you know, whatever you want to say. So trying to throw school back into that can be difficult. But you apply what you've experienced to what you're learning, and it's and it's taking your your knife, your your you know call your brain a knife on a fine honing stone. Yes, you know, and I think that's where being being older and learning that kind of stuff is more advantageous because you retain more. Yes. And uh, contrary to what people feel, right. Or think like, Oh, like I'm getting older. My memory's starting to slip. I can, I can attest to this to a certain extent. Like my memory is like the span of a goldfish. Like I will bring dump shit. The second you tell it to me, especially when it comes to names, man, I bring up that stuff like so damn fast. That is true. You, 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 you are a little rough with names. (laughs) <laughs> so, so I just start to calling people different names like yeah it's freaking Tim over there like that's his name is Stan <laughs> or, so you, or what you what you used to do is walk in the line and you call them out by kind of what they were wearing hey who's long hair who's long hair McBaggy pants over there you know like, <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> or like what like backwards hat guy you know <laughs> oh backwards hat girl yeah <laughs> I forgot to introduce I was like I couldn't remember his name. I was like, God, I know we used to call him backwards hat girl though. Yeah. <laughs> and then just, that's what it was. <laughs> like, Hey, backwards hat guy, come over here. Like my name's not that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What is it again? <laughs> and, yeah. But, uh, contrary to that science actually says, um, that there is no correlation between your age and the amount of your, your, or your ability to learn. So age and your ability to learn is, does not correlate like, inversely so like if one goes up one goes down or vice versa it's your willingness to do so and like you said like the more you hone this uh mind knife of yours the more it's going to stay sharp the more you're going to keep on using it so that's on you really like how much are you willing to learn and how much do you consistently learn which i think some jobs nowadays they've picked up on that and they say like we're not going to let you slack we're going to require that you take some kind of courses like every two years for so many credits or something like that. Uh, some people call it like continuous learning points or continuing education units, stuff like that. Yeah. I, know for, I know for sure nurses have to do that stuff and rightfully so. Even if yeah, but co- that's because like medical advancements in their field, right? Yeah. A nurse. So let's say you and I are nurses and I started becoming a nurse in 1985 and you became a nurse in, in, 2015 there's been some medical advancements since then and if i don't go back and learn some of that i'm gonna come in and go get out of my way young one let me show you how we fixed it back then with cocaine whiskey and a sewing needle and you're gonna go wow that is archaic friend we actually have uh this special gel now uh in in this new medication that kills bacteria and numbs pain all at the same time and I'm going to go witchcraft, you know, because yeah. I refuse to learn anything. Sorcery. <laughs> yeah. Back when blood, like bloodletting versus like the Star Trek thing where they just like press this button yeah, and you're fine. Yeah. You got bloodletting to let the ghost out of your blood. You know, that was, that was like an 1800s thing. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> they drain all the bad blood, they said, right? Like, I can't yeah. believe that's a thing. But snake like, oil. You know, we, we'd be snake oil salesmen. Yes. And uh, again, like, like we were saying, like your, your age or there's no correlation between your age and your mental agility. Your, it stays the same regardless of your age so long as you continue to use it or continue to learn and stuff like that. 
and especially with our uh, line of industry and also stuff like nurses, like things evolve so fast. Like if you just stick to it and just like, I'm, this is all I'm learning. I've learned all I can. It's going to, uh, it's going to evolve past you and you're going to be basically obsolete real fast. And, um, uh, what does it, what do employers say about this kind of stuff? Like your age at this point in time, it doesn't matter, especially with advancements in medicine and all this other stuff. Like you got individuals who are in their 60s, 70s, and they're still relatively healthy enough to still work. Man, shit, right. something- yeah. yeah. And you got, and the employers are saying, well, it's not a valid excuse that just because you're 72 and six over there is, is, is 35 like that's he shouldn't have to do I mean maybe physically wise yes but cognitively I mean hey you, you should be right up there with it you know yeah and they say well we provide training so there's no excuse it's not you have to figure it out on your own therein lies where the you can't teach an old dog new tricks uh is is accurate um when you get the old dogs who refuse to learn new tricks Yes. I mean, I got a, I got a guy in my shop now, excellent guy. One of the best inspectors I've got very thorough, a wealth of knowledge. Uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, pushing 60, but, uh, you know, he's got knowledge from I mean, He can be you know, turbine engines. Ain't nobody I know who, who knows more than he, um, but, but he is one of those when it comes to computer stuff yep. it is a, every time is like the first time. <laughs> you know, yep. and some of the younger people in the shop, they kind of, you know, they'll make fun of them a little bit, right? It, it is age discrimination, but it's, it's, it's just friends and coworkers having a good time. But it's one of those where he's like, I, I don't care to learn any, any more than what I, is absolutely necessary of me to do my job right now. Yeah. And I mean, I, kudos, I guess, like he, as long as he's still maintaining some level of efficiency, but I guess over time, like, you got to get with you got to get with it at some point, well, man. Like, well, and over time, he's eventually going to people who refuse to learn. You're going to phase yourself out. Yes, that's exactly where I was leading to. Like, like you got you got to get with it, or you're just going to get phased out. And they're, yeah, they're going to say we we don't have a job for you, right? Well, I've been doing this job for 20 years. Yes, and now this job requires this. We're fully automated. We're we're you know like like our. Uh, our one comic friend, uh, trash bot or whatever it was, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, one day we're going to be star Wars era stuff. We're going to have our little R2 D twos rolling around. Uh, and you're going to have to know how to, to code that piece of equipment and you're going to have to learn, learn the readouts and, you know, white wire data of things. And it's just, it's going to become necessary. Yes. And it'll probably be necessary before you and I and many of our listeners uh, retire out of our careers. Oh, most definitely. And I mean, I'm going to try to learn. I might learn a lot slower than than some of the other ones, but I'll try because Lord knows I do want my own little personal maintenance robot to follow me around. Heck yeah, man. (laughs) Let's go, droid. Beep, beep, beep. Oh yeah, I'm gonna teach it all kinds of dumb shit, like learn how to cuss in in beeps and whistles. <laughs> you can't say that to them. And like, and then you just see them all lost and confused. Like, what the hell did he just say? <laughs> People, Bob, you haven't even met his mother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that fourth wall break. Like, listen, kids, 
don't don't cuss like this one. <laughs> it's gonna be like Bender, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, it runs on alcohol. <laughs> it runs on alcohol. Yeah, it actually gets worse without alcohol. <laughs> right, and as an employer too, like that unwillingness to pick up new traits or at least adapt to the ever changing environment, that just tells me like this person is eventually just gonna just gonna not want to do stuff. He's gonna be non compliant, or he or she is just. He's expressing their will- unwillingness to adapt. And that kind of tells me like, well, this person, like they're, they don't care about the job. They don't care about advancing. So I can stick them in the lowest totem pole place and they're just not going to care because that's right. In the re- then they get frustrated with the, Hey, how come everybody's moving up around me? How come these people are now making more money than me? Well, they, they learned this over here to to stay current and relevant you chose not to so this is literally the only spot i have left for you yeah. and i hope and just pray that 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 the program holds on to that particular spot for a little while longer you know but eventually they're going to realize that why do we even have that still and cut it. so is the nature of business it sounds terrible right we're all talking about this Sounds terrible, but we all know that's the reality of business. Yes. It's it's ever changing. It's organizational change. It's strategic change. It's transformational change. That's what this continuous learning, teaching old dogs new tricks, it's all change. There's a one constant, it's change. You have to change. You have to continue learning. You have to change your ways you operate to mesh with current times, with current products, current technologies, current customers' needs. Yes. And that's not saying like your experiences are worthless. Like if anything, your experiences make you more sharp as MVP has alluded to, especially with my example, like you have a deeper appreciation for the stuff that you do pick up and learn because you have an idea of what can that apply to. Or like uh, you, from your base experiences or your past uh learning curves you know like not having an idea of what this is or not knowing how to apply this can have a direct effect on you like profoundly sometimes but again likewise like we were saying like uh having uh, uh, some kind of experiences you know like where this can be applied to you know where this can be improved on you know where this can be passed down and it's not to say like uh, learning something new is just going to bring dump all the other stuff. I mean, sure, if, it, if it's low-hanging fruit, like, do I really need to learn how to do this stuff that's been long since obsolete and it doesn't get made anymore? It doesn't be used anymore? Probably not. But should something uh, fall to backups or like certain uh, systems fail, you at least have some experience of what it's like to build stuff from scratch from less than optimal uh things which is like an example of this is when uh mvp and i were working in this one institution like they everything was all digital anything and everything was digital and then one day everything crashed and from our experiences uh we were able to figure it out and uh, have like some kind of uh paper-based backups or analog-based backups and nobody else knew how to do it It it's like well let me teach you friend (laughs) let me show you that's where it's beneficial to be an old dog in a new trick world. Yes. Cause you might get some people in there, a younger crowd says, all I've ever seen is the, the digital format of this. I didn't even know there was a, an, an analog copy of stuff. 
holy sh- shit, really? <laughs> yeah. You know, like I even run into it my current day now. You know, we'll talk about it, like, well, the forms, this and that. And then a bunch of us will go, wait a minute. Are we all talking our current electronic logbook? Or are we talking the old paper forms that we all cut our teeth on? Everybody goes, oh, yeah, we're, we're all thinking of the old paper copies. We need to hold on. Let's switch our brains up and get, get into the digital mind right now, you know? Yep. But like Six said, he had that he had that experience, he had that knowledge. So when that when that system crashed and everybody goes, guess we're canceling all the flights and we're going, Why? Why would you cancel the flights? Well the system's down. Okay, well, your statement of work says you will have paper backup copies. Oh, it does? Are you am I telling you more about your job than you know about your job right now? Feels that way. And I'm pretty sure it is that way. Okay, whatever. We got a flight schedule to hit. Yep. Boom, 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 boom. We get all these, you know, digital co- uh, analog copies printed out. Flights go off without a hitch. Eventually, the system comes back online. Everybody squared away. And then we're like, by the way, QA, I would go look over there. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. <laughs> uh, another one example of this is uh, it was actually from Stig, a <clears throat> uh, previous guest, where he posted a picture of a uh, micrometer, an analog micrometer. <laughs> with like the thimble and everything and it goes like uh, tell me what this reading is and i've seen a lot of faces like what the fuck is this right and it, it took me a second <laughs> is, because that a, I, is that a c-clamp uh yeah like the c-clamp micrometer with the thimble yeah so yeah, like, that's it, uh it took it took me a quick second right because like it's been a hot minute since i've seen analog but i looked at it like oh okay it's this yeah hell yeah <laughs> you know um uh, um, sometimes the the old tricks take a while to re-engage itself, but it's one of those like, and that was a good question posed. Like what happens when all the digital shit runs out of batteries or whatever the hell? Now you have to go to analog and now, and nobody heck freaking knows how to yeah. do it. So, so while it is good to stay relevant and current and change with the digital realm, it is almost necessary to understand and know the analog as well. Because again, when the grid crashes, life goes on. How do you operate? Yes. And, and to be honest with you, not a lot of people know the analog realm. So we're talking about old dogs learning new tricks. But herein lies where it could be a two-way street. These young pups can learn some old dog ways. Yes. And that's kind of like, so, and that's an avenue that we've actually mentioned a lot with Stig on his episode. Like, it's a, it's a, a like you said, a two-way street, like it's how you learn from each other and stuff because a new, new pup doesn't need to make the same old mistakes. They can learn from all this from the senior uh, seasoned veterans or individuals and be like, well, making this left turn is a bad idea or plugging this in this fashion or running cables in this fashion or whatever the, ha- uh, the situation is. is a bad idea. These wires in this sequence. Yeah, is a bad idea. So. Uh, that's the the benefit of having a, a more mature or more seasoned individual in your areas because at least now they can use their experience and say, this is probably a bad idea and here's my reasons why. And it may be something that the newer, younger, more uh, enthusiastic individuals just might not see. And, and, and so what a lot of uh, businesses, companies are doing is they are, they're taking their older workforce and they are teaming them up with the younger uh half of the workforce right yes. so 
the gentleman I was mentioning earlier who's struggling and doesn't really want to learn much of the computers, when I first came into this, uh, uh, where I'm at currently, but as an inspector, um, he was the senior inspector to me. So he, with his wealth of knowledge, you know, just walking around talking with him, I learned a lot of, a lot of things that, that they just don't teach anywhere. They don't even teach them in A&P school, some of the stuff, you know, they don't teach it anywhere. You just part of that generation, but you got to be willing to learn from them. They'll, they'll tell you, they'll talk your ear off about it. You just got to know how to, you know, probe it out of them. Yep. Um, but, you know, on the other end of the end of the spectrum, we'd finish up our work and we now we have the desk work to do. And that's where I would come in and say, all right, sit down. Let me show you how to put this, this slide deck together for this presentation. Let me show you how to update these charts. Let me show you how to build a chart. Let me show you how to, you know, do these different things. Um, and, and so both are learning something from each other. Right. Yes. So when the system crashes, hey, I know what to do because I learn the analog ways. And the older the older set goes, hey, I don't have to be, you know, uh, made fun of, laughed at. I don't have to be dependent upon anybody else to do this part of my job because I know the digital side. Right. Um, it's good for employees and business. Well, what's good for the employees, right? It's great for the business. Yes, absolutely. And again, like it, it may seem daunting, especially being a, a more seasoned or older individual, having to throw yourself back into a learning environment. And we, and we can attest ourselves. It can be very intimidating, especially because like you got a newer, younger, more enthusiastic crowd to just absorb things like a sponge. I mean, it's kind of like an, uh, a newborn baby. Like everything that you put in front of their face is just going to be instantly absorbed and learned and they're going to repeat and emulate and all that stuff versus you like, eh, that might not be such a great idea. Or like you, you start reasoning things out. Like, do I really have to do that? Or what's my reason why? But that can actually be a good thing because like now you're, you're trying to reason things out or find the logic in it and you can find more ways of how this applies. Sure, you might come off as the old challenging adult in the room, like, or the old grumpy person, but that again, like that uh, reasoning and that challenging is actually might be making the things better and for yourself and for the entire curriculum and the situation or the situations you're in. And it's uh, one of those things where, like, you don't know the value until you start put, putting yourself into it. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. It's um, it's it's imperative that we uh, that we be willing to 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 pick up information wherever we can. Yes. Um, not always easy. Maybe not always have the time that you want. Uh, I got to tell you, there's this this week in particular. There's not been enough hours in the day to just do anything. Really, it's been hard uh, to focus on on any one particular subject, be it, be it work or home. Uh, so, so even in those instances, if you have to, Hey, let me just, all right, I'm just going to pause. I'm going to close the book early. Uh, I'll reattack this tomorrow. You know, as long as you don't give up on it, just say, Nope, I don't have the time. I don't have the patience. I don't have the, the, the willpower to, to, to learn this. So the hell of it, I'll just keep moving forward and hope for the best um no just close that book 
and revisit it in a day or two when you got a different clear uh, different mindset, more of a clear clear picture, and 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 readdress, reattack. Yeah, I'm 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 loving that you mentioned that because that was actually one of my problems when I was going through school and stuff. Because uh, a lot of us who are older individuals and we're going back to school, there's a whole lot of other stuff that require our full undivided attention and tacking on stuff where it's usually given to an individual who has nothing else going on but school, it can be very daunting. So uh, as MVP said, like I've broken stuff up into chunks and there are times too where I want to just, just say, I'm done with it. I'm not meant for this. I'm just going to deal with what little knowledge I got and just move on. But sometimes you got to realize what the end goal is and just sometimes you just got to close the book go take a walk and, and just reattack, re-engage it uh, at another time when you're more uh, acceptable to learning it. But yeah, and you, could, you might have the mindset. Why though? Why, you know, I'm happy where I'm at at work. I'm happy with this and that. I don't foresee any change even in the next 10 years. So why invest that time and effort now? Well, let's use the girls from Elevate. Right. Yeah. Uh, all different parts from all different parts of the uh, country of Canada. Uh, they all got together, come from varying maintenance backgrounds, got together, went to a maintenance competition and did numerous jobs that none of them had ever done. But they learned last minute, maybe even in some instances, but they read about it, they learned and they killed it in the competition. Yes. And, and even if they didn't win the particular task that they were doing, they still performed a hundred times better than they would have had they chosen not to learn that task instead of going into it with, well, well, we've never done this. So eh, we'll, 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 we'll call it a wasted, t- you know, we'll call it a wasted event. We'll get in there. We'll kind of him and haw and half ass it and do whatever. Oh, and, and, and ride on the excuse of, well, I've never done that. No, mm-hmm. Be, they they said we haven't done that. Let's get in there, get our hands dirty, and learn about it, and then do the best we can. And it's exactly what happened. Yes, and then that's another key point I uh, I like to mention too. Like uh, learning something can actually boost your confidence in things, right? But confidence in your ability to do stuff, confidence in yourself, and maybe you know the whatever stigmas or assumptions you've had about a particular situation or a job or whatnot. You realize like, you know, this wasn't so bad. Maybe I can do this or maybe I can do something better than this. And, you know, you start having, you start setting more goals for yourself, start having more enthusiasm and more confidence in your abilities. And you never know where this may ride you. It could take you to a different career. It could take you to a higher position. You never know. But again, it always comes down to that. Your willingness to learn and your willingness to attempt. I I guess that's the better, better uh, phrase for where I was going with it, but. Uh, your your willingness to learn, your willingness to attempt, and it will boost every, everything in of yourself. You just have yeah, to. Yeah, you just you just gotta be willing to try. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. Ooh, that was big. That was that was profound. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I really don't know how to follow up with that. <laughs> you got anything else on that, or anything else in particular? Uh, if if anybody out there is willing to learn, look in today's day of the internet, uh, age of the internet, there's really nothing stopping anybody um and if there's something you want to learn whether it's analog or digital there is is a place 
to learn that. And there are people still to learn that, uh, to teach that, excuse me. And, and if you're interested in any of that stuff and maybe you're unsure of where to go, uh, hit six and I up, you know, we'll, we'll be more than willing to deep dive the, the darkest corners of the internet to try to find you, uh, what you're looking for. Yes. Um, or if you have general questions, you know, Hey, you're afraid to ask in, in your current classroom setting that you're in or your current work environment. Hey, guy, you know, Hey guys, I experienced this at work today and somebody mentioned this, but I was, I was afraid to ask, uh, you know, for fear of looking silly. And, and can you guys explain this to me a little bit? Yeah, not a problem. We look silly all the time. We don't care about it. So we'll, we'll, we'll help you do some research and give you a solid answer if we can. Yes. Um, I, I do that at work all the time for a lot of the, the newer mechs, you know, that come in and, Hey, I, I heard just somebody talk about this in a meeting. What is that? And then they'll come to me, right? They won't even go to their own management, right? Cause, cause I'm, they don't work directly for me. So, so I'm not, they're not afraid. They're not afraid that I'll belittle them or chastise them for not knowing something. Um, which if their own management did that, I'd probably go sit down and say, you shouldn't be in the role you're in, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and I try to explain to them as much as I can. And if I don't know somebody said, you know, that's a great question. I haven't, you know, we've been talking about, it, but I haven't really looked into the intricacies of this standby and right. I'll go research forms, docs, whatever I can and try to get back and get an answer. So I want to extend that invitation out to all of you that if you have any questions on stuff and, and keep in mind, we're no, we're no, you know, Albert Einstein's over here, but, um, but we can Google with the best of them and, uh, and we'll try to get you guys as much answers as can. And, and maybe we don't know the answer, but maybe we can point to somebody who does, you know, we got the girls at elevate who are very knowledgeable. We've many of our guests that we've had on here in nozzle stig is, uber knowledgeable and he loves teaching people so you know we can point you in his direction um because he's he's a he's a well of knowledge especially when it comes to aviation maintenance yes you know if you've got uh really really any any interest in anything um hit hit us up and we'll, we'll help you where we can yes absolutely and even like within the our patron circle themselves like they're not slouches they're very smart individual. So if our immediate circle of, uh, of uh, technicians and experts, even in our, our patrons themselves, like if we can know, we, again, we can find someone who can point you in the right direction or at least give you a good enough idea of where to start looking. And that's what really is all about is being, is passing on what we have learned or, and um, helping people like find the avenues they need to make themselves better. And that's more or less what we're about. That's everything that we're about with the show is we don't want you all to make the same mistakes or keep making the same old dog mistakes. We want you to make new, uh, new uh, approaches, make new avenues for yourself. And again, we extend that invitation. Let us, uh, get, send us your questions, send us your feedback. Let us know like uh, something that we could pass on to other people. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out uh, like some, some effective avenue to put that through. But again, uh, hit us up on whatever avenue is easiest for you. Social media, our Patreon, Discord, email, website, our link tree, whichever the case may be. We're all here for it. And we're here for you. And on that note, we appreciate all of you for listening. We'll see you again next time. Bye, everybody. We would like to take this time to thank our patrons 
for supporting our show and allowing us to make episodes, maintain our gear, and create merch for all of our listeners. With special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Dan Schubert, Ryan Frushauer, Kyle Keir, Caleb Stockhill, Jenny Dignan, and Jennifer Brofer. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. If you like our show, please support us on Patreon. You'll receive awesome perks such as access to our private Discord, discounts on and early access to merch, first glimpse of our comics and other projects, and so much more. Visit our shop at cancelformainness.com and grab some swag to show off both your support for us and your prowess as an aircraft technician. If you have suggestions for the show or have a guest recommendation to be on the show, send us a line on our contact us section at our website and do, we will do what we can to get your ideas and or your recommendations on the show. You can also follow us on social media, such as on Facebook at Cancel for Maintenance, Instagram at Kanks, that's C-A-N-X for Maintenance Podcast, Twitter at CXMX Podcast, and now you can catch us on Tapas, where you can view our latest comics. Check out our affiliate, RockwellTime.com, for watches and eyewear that support both your sporty and classy lifestyles. Use the code CX4MX, that's the number 4MX, to save 10% off your total purchase. Thank you all again for your listenership and support, and we will see you all next time.